Fox Sports Indiana, and you're listening to Small Town Sports Talk. Hello and welcome to Small Town Sports Talk, brought to you by Endeavor Communications. I'm Jonah Freeman, joined as always with Andrew Willett. Andrew, how are you, man? Jonah, never been better, and uh, really excited for this episode. We did to welcome on a head coach who has been in the coaching business for 26 years, uh, 22 years at Center Grove, uh, coaching football and trash and field. Football overall record 205 and 72. He's been to five state championships, uh, one, two in football. He's also won a state championship in trash and field. And this season, his Trojans are 9 and 0. And so, very pleased to welcome on head coach Eric Moore. Coach, how you doing? Oh, I'm great, guys. Thanks for having me. Can't wait. Been excited about this all day. <laughs> no, really, really thank you for uh, coming on. Uh, and hey, uh, first question, Coach, uh, you're one of the few who we can say you've been uh, head coaching uh, for four decades or in four decades <laughs> now. Uh, you've done this a long time and been really successful at it over the years. So first question, what goes into building a strong football program? Well, uh, you have to have loyal people to work with you. That's number one. Loyal, loyal parents, loyal uh, administration, loyal coaches. Uh, you got to get the kids to buy in, and then you got to you got to prove to them that you're there to stay. And uh, when I came here, I I wasn't looking for another job. So you come to Center Grove. This is what I was going to do. We're, we're going to win. We're going to we're going to have a team that's going to battle and uh, compete for championships and try to win the conference, uh, and then hopefully eventually get to where we could win maybe a state championship but it first started with just trying to learn how to compete to win absolutely so when you were growing up you know like what sports did you play like did you know you wanted to be a coach and what people were like helped you out along the way to get to this point well like any any boy that grew up in the late 60s and 70s um you played everything you wanted to play everything and you even liked racing and motorcycles and fighting and wrestling and Playing, playing basketball on the concrete slabs and playing baseball when you can, playing softball. Uh, so you just played everything. Um, but I have to say my, uh, my sister married a, a coach by the name of Irv Baltman. Irv uh, was a coach uh, in Bloomington, at Bloomington when Bloomington North first became a high school. And, you know, he was my brother-in-law, and I used to travel with them. And I really uh, looked up to him and, and watched him coach for so many years. And uh, as I went through school and stuff, I said, you know, that'd be something fun to do. Uh, playing sports, hopefully to get to college and play sports, and then continue to, to be a part of the game by coaching. And then Andrew mentioned it earlier, not only are you a successful football coach, you're a track and field coach. What is the difference there? Is there a little bit of a different dynamic? And what's it like interacting with kids on two different levels like that? Well, it's two totally different kinds of programs. Uh, track and field's in the spring, and it's comfortable, and you're just getting back outside, and it's low-key, and you don't watch a ton of film and you're not preparing scouting reports. And, you know, it's just, it's a 10th of the time, uh, you know, that football is, I mean, the track practices are hard and they're long, but the preparation that goes into it is not as nearly as difficult as this for football. Uh, and you worry just about your guys. You're not worrying about the other guys. I mean, they're going to do what they do and you're going to do what you do. You know, tracking is like, uh, you know, swimming, it's about a time, you know, you're trying to get time. But I think they really connect. And a long time ago when I coached in Florida, uh, for many years down in Florida, I was uh, hooked up with the Florida State uh, University track and field coach and really learned a lot from him and, and, and a man by the name of Kevin Shaw, uh, who's really a speed plyometric, dime, you know, expert. 
And then I would travel back to Indiana in the summers and talk to Sam Bell, who was the head of the IU track program. And he said he'd been waiting for 20 years for a high school guy that was really wanted to be interested in track, that was really wanted to be interested in football. I said, well, you got me, you got me, man, because I'm the head coach of both. So no one can tell me what to do. I can do whatever I want. So pretty much since I've been in Florida, when I coached in Florida, I was a head track coach. And when I got to Center Grove, I was fortunate enough to become the head track coach. Uh, really wouldn't be a football coach if I couldn't run the track program because I think it just – it totally connects the program, speed, power. Uh, it's a great way to get away from the football field but keep your guys in shape and uh, teach them how to win and lose. And, you know, there's a lot of winning and losing that uh, makes you humble. And I think when you run track, uh, you know, it's pretty much you against the other guys and you, no excuses. So that's what I loved about it. And I love the 17 different events and can coach them and enjoy coaching them. Actually, it gets you away from football and stuff in the spring. I know people think that's where the games won or losses in the spring. I, I don't agree with that. I think kids need to go do things and come back. And when you get there in the summer, there's plenty of time to get ready for football. Yeah, so it's a huge trash athlete over here. Uh, definitely a big time advocate for uh, people from other sports coming and doing trash to get ready for their main sport. Um, but, you know, you know, so many coaches I talk to, college coaches, you know, big-time Division One coaches will ask me what the kid – I say he can hurdle. Oh, you have a guy that can hurdle? A DB that can hurdle is almost a scholarship waiting to happen for football. Football coaches love DBs that can open their hips and hurdles. You know, if you have a defensive lineman that can throw, you know, a shot put a certain, you know, distance, they know that that that, that releves to, to power and, you know, and, 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 and uh, you know, just pure power – and strength. Uh, the guy could throw a shot put 61 feet. I'm sure he can defeat a block. You know, so it, it, they, the sports really match up together, but sprinting and hurdling really help any any football player. And specifically, I want to ask you about uh, one of your quarterbacks over the years. Uh, you, you got the chance to coach your son, Jason Moore, who was <laughs> your quarterback. Uh, and me being the son of a dad who coached me in basketball and track over the years, I know that it's a, a special thing and builds a really strong relationship. Uh, what was that like for you uh, getting to coach your son and that bond? Well, that's, I thought you were going to ask me about my first quarterback I ever coached in Florida. He's the, he's the offensive coordinator at Kentucky. Uh, I was, I've, I've been dear friends with him. For, his name is Darren Henshaw. Uh, Jackson is about my 15th coach, tra uh, quarterback that I've coached. Uh, I don't coach the quarterback, so that makes it easy. Uh, I have a quarterback coach, Joe Siderwitz, a uh, longtime uh, quarterback coach. And, uh, but being on the field every day and just seeing them being able to perform and, uh, you know, you know giving my opinions about what's going on, you know, maybe. Uh, and maybe my opinion about his effort, maybe. Uh, and my opinion about the skill level, maybe. But usually I let my quarterback coaches do that. But it was an absolute pleasure, like any dad, watching your kid. I even had a better view, you know, because I was at practice every day and on the field. But with that comes the drama of when you lose, it's your kid's fault. And uh, when things go wrong, it's your kid's fault. And, you, you know, I'm sure your dad can tell you that. Uh, but it takes a lot of people to win and lose in, in all sports and not just one. But, yeah, it was probably uh, the highlight of my life, obviously, is getting to coach my uh, son as a quarterback. My oldest son was an offensive lineman. Uh, you know, who cares? But when your middle, your uh, youngest son is the quarterback, that, that made it all worthwhile. And I thought he did a great job. He got us to the semi-state. You know, we uh, lost to Warren Central, who's the eventual state champion, on you know, a one year on down the goal line. So uh, it, it was all good. Thank you. Um, we can see the sign behind you. This year, you picked up your 200th win. 
um, that a lot of that's time, a lot of hard work. That's the two yeah, yeah, yeah. at Center Grove. Okay. So what, like, what does that mean they, to you? Well, that, uh, you know, we've, we've won like 260 or 70 games total. Uh, but the 200 at Center Grove is represented by great administration, great athletic director, great players from the last 22 years, you know, and all the great coaches that have helped me uh, along the way. And, you know, Jason West, the coach of Warren Central, coached with me. And Pat Mallory, the coach at Lawrence North, coached with me. So I feel like I've had something to do with their lives. Uh, kids that have come back, Brian Harbin was a head coach at Franklin Central and come back and works with me now. Nick Lyon is my defensive end coach. He played for me in 2000. Uh, Andy Moore, who was my line coach for 10 years, played with me in 2000. Kevin Deedle, my linebacker coach, played with me 2000 to 2003. So those 200 wins, a lot of guys have, have – it's fun thing about that is the 200 wins at Center Grove – people have counted how many their family affected. Like I've got some and say, Hey, we're, we counted for 172 of those. You know, that's pretty neat that there's that much, you know, the, 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 the length of time you spend somewhere uh, you really develop a lot of great relationships. You have a lot of families that help you with those 200 wins. I got a lot of football families here that helped me with those 200 wins. Uh, the accomplishment of staying somewhere in a world today. And for you young guys, you need to learn that there's something about, uh, you know, having a legacy of staying somewhere, working one job. Bo Schimbrecker, the great Michigan coach, told me, he goes, one job, one school, you know, one one point, you know, stay there, make that better. Bill Mallory, Indiana, always used to tell me, this is the most important job. Wherever you are is the most important job, and it's the best job. And I've always thought that. Uh, I didn't come to Center Grove because it was the best football situation. I come to Center Grove because I wanted to get back to Central Indiana, and uh, I wanted to be in a great school system with the first-class athletics and first-class academics. And I promised them I would work hard. I never promised them a championship, but we've had a lot of great success. And I'm very proud of those 200 wins. Yeah, Coach, you've been very successful, 200 wins, uh, five trips to the state finals. Um, so, obviously, you're very focused on what you're doing. Otherwise, you wouldn't be as accomplished as you are. But have you given any thought to uh, what comes after coaching? for you well i'd like to do podcasts like you guys are doing maybe i'll just us us you know i'll join you guys and pull the seat in between you and, and uh hey no. that works uh, <laughs> I, I i think that would be fun i think this whole podcast stuff is the neatest thing out there you guys can become professional journalists in your bedrooms you know or your dorm dorm room or wherever um Oh, I, I don't know if I, when I'm done, if I want to still continue to do things with football or not, I, I really don't know. I don't see myself after, I've been doing this for 38 years. I don't see myself walking away point blank. But if I do, it would be racing, something to do with racing. If I could work at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway or do something uh, in the racing field, I think that would, that was fun. Because that's my, when I'm not involved in football and track, my other track is I love to be at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. My son loves it. And sometimes just being there is therapeutic. We are going to pause right there for a quick advertisement. We hope you're enjoying this show. Thank you. Jonah, do you know what is ridiculously fast? What's that, Andrew? Endeavor Communications Internet Speeds. That's right. In Indiana, basketball is everything. And if you're anything like Andrew and I, you are always streaming basketball, your favorite sports, or just your favorite shows. And hey, you're always going to need Wi-Fi. Ridiculously fast. Endeavor Communications provides Wi-Fi perfect for watching the big game, streaming your favorite shows, working, studying, and gaming all at the same time. Not only is Endeavor fast, but when you go with Endeavor, you support the whole community. Endeavor Communications is proud to serve and support our local community. From homes, education, businesses, Endeavor will keep you ahead of the game.
You can find out more and see for yourself at weendeavor.com. That's weendeavor.com. And tell them Small Town Sports Talk sent you. Um, I want to change topics a little bit. Let's go to talk about this year's team. Last year, state runner-up. Um, it was kind of tough in the regular season, but you ended up you making it to state. And this year, it seems like, man, you guys, you've only gotten better. Um, if you don't mind, talk about some of the top guys you have on this year's squad and what they bring to the team. Well, let's start back with last year. You know, last year's team uh, had struggles, but it was struggles because uh, we had to get our own identity and learn how to play football. We had a lot of young kids, a lot of sophomores and juniors playing. Uh, the seniors that, that helped us did a great job, but uh, the sophomore and junior class, these were the two classes coming that were going to be great at Center Grove. Um, and it, it was great to get punched in the mouth by a few people and learn how to play better and, 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 and figure out how to work hard and uh, then commit themselves to each other and then start believing. And then you get in the tournament, I'm telling you, which is a scary thing about this year, you get in the tournament, anything can happen. You got to win one game and then you worry about winning the next game. So uh, that's the fear this year. And it was uh, last year, it was like we were sharpening our tools, like, hey, we get a chance to go knock people off. And that's what we did. So uh, very, very proud of last year's team for getting maybe probably the biggest accomplishment I've ever had a team was last year's getting to the state championship or my 2000 team, the, the second year we were at Center Grove, that team making all the way to the finals for the first time in school history. Those are the two teams probably that make me feel like, wow, that was a job well done. The championship years were great, don't get me wrong. The undefeated team in 2015 and the 2008 team that won the state for the first time, unbelievable players, unbelievable parents, kids, uh, the whole thing. But this year's team is a totally different uh, situation. You know, we, we – we hit the coronavirus in March, and you have to start your game plan. You have to start thinking, well, what's going to happen? So a first meeting I had with the guys in, the, in, the, in our indoor facility, I told them, I think something's going to go down. I, I, I could feel that everything was going to be shut down. But they had to remember, coming back this year, we were, we were the most experienced football team probably in the state of Indiana. We had Morris returning starters that were juniors and seniors, and we were very talented. Um, and, you know, it always helps to be, have great talent, but I would rather be lucky than good. And if you're lucky and you have, you know, you don't have any injuries and things like that and the ball rolls your way, you'll win a lot more games than just being good. So, uh, you know, the, the team, you know, sort of had to separate and, and go on its own like everybody else did till you know, almost July. And with that, you know, I made him promise when you get there in July, our expectations are going to be come ready to be a champion not come ready to think about playing football, come ready to play football at a championship level. And my guys showed up. And I, and I thought if anybody had an advantage over all this, it's Cinder Grove this year, and, and it's proven out to be that. About the season, uh, you know, we're playing a great conference, and we're undefeated Mick champions. It's probably one that – that's a, I'm almost as proud as that as a state championship. I ain't going to lie to you because that's hard. That's only the second one we've had. Uh, we had to be undefeated to get that one as well. We've been a part of seven of those. But uh, the two outrights are, are, are really proud. This year's team, though, uh, has a different dynamic than last year's team um, because of the experience. You know, you got to start with our defense. I think uh, as young journalists, you're going to learn that teams and coaches that come in with great defenses have a chance to be a champion. And as much as people like scoring points, someone's always out there that can stop you from scoring that last touchdown and beat you because it's always going to be the defense that wins. So we start up front in our defense, and we feature, you know, Austin Booker, six foot six and a half, a big, tall, long, 245-pound defensive end, already committed to Minnesota, could have went to 30 other places, you know, big-time places, Oregon, 
Arizona State, all kinds of places, Kentucky, all wanted Austin, but he chose Minnesota. Then it shifts over down from him is the, our defensive tackle, Caden Curry, who's everybody's All-American. You know, he, he could go to any school in America and play in any conference. Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson. You know, when they call every single day and talk every single day about him, you know that he's an com important component. Also has great speed leverage off the end, and Curry has great speed and strength at the middle. So it really, you know, that right there defines a great defensive line. You know, uh, Owen Green is our is what we would call our nose tackle or our one technique. He's a junior, good size. And then our other side of the end was the is the big question mark. And that was James Schott. He's a junior as well. He's six foot four, about two hundred and fifteen pounds. He has great speed. He comes off the edge. We have two dynamite missiles off the edge. But I'm going to tell you, James Schott will play until you chew his arm off, and that's what I love about him. Uh, and our and our whole defense plays so hard, and that's what I love about them. It's it's never over when they're on the field. As of Friday night, you know, when Cathedral's got us and pretty much got us choked and on the ground, and our defense found a way to, to give us a chance to win the game. But uh, that's our great front four. And then we go to our linebackers, which are probably the most experienced linebackers we've had since I've been here. Trey Clark has played for three years, uh, you know, in the, in the middle there. Uh, uh, Jackson shot, the other shot, he sort of plays in – he's a sort of a nickel guy. He can play out in the secondary and come in the box. We can do all kinds of things. He's the hybrid guy. He's going to Miami of Ohio. So, you know, he's, he's going to be a, a great college football player at six foot four and can run like a deer. On the other side, uh, the will linebacker is, uh, is uh, Matt Holt, a new kid who moved in from Fishers this year, a senior whose family uh, moved down into this area. And uh, it's been a great addition to our football team. Uh, then you go to our secondary. We have two senior corners, uh, Dane Young and uh, Matt Soderdahl. And they're, they have two years of experience playing against great Mick receivers. So they have to climb the pole all the time because those kids in the Mick are so tall and so gifted on the outsides. And our safety, uh, uh, Braden Specker, he's Braden Spetter. He's probably the only kid that uh, uh, coming back on the defense that, that that's still working himself into the safety position. And Mitchell Evans is a, is a kid I, I took I moved from running back to safety this year. So that's our solid defense. Our kicking game is awesome. Uh, Austin Watson, a great kicker. He's already got a Division II scholarship offer. Um, Taven Jackson, our quarterback's our punter. He laid one down to about the one inch line the other night. You know that, that really put the, the handcuffs on Cathedral. So uh, our defense and our kicking game is, is, is very good. Our offensive line uh, is probably the most inexperienced uh, part of our program this year. We graduated three guys last year, so we had to replace three this year. I started out with a, a boy from Motown that his family moved over about 10 years ago, the Burris family. And uh, Sam Burris is a striking six foot 10, 320 pound Sasquatch that we hang out there at right tackle. Next to him is five foot 10, uh, uh, Jordan Cox. Who's a, who's a junior. Now, Jordan looks four foot two when you stand at six, next to six foot ten, but he's really not that small. Our center is a, a kid that played here for three or four years, moved to Michigan, and the family moved back over quarantine. Uh, Carter DeGraff, he's going to uh, Central Michigan or Western Michigan. I can't, I can't remember which, which of the directional Michigans. But he's six foot six, 340 pounds. I mean, that really solidified our line getting a, getting a move in like that. Our left guard is, is uh, A.J. Weesey. His brother Austin played and started for three years, and Austin start, is starting as a, as a sophomore. We're proud of him for that. Our left tackle is Braden Sturm, and um, he's, he got injured last year, so he's been uh, it's fun to watch him get back. Our tight end, uh, who's going to either Butler or Valparaiso, is, is Garrett Keith. You know, he's six foot four, 225 pounds. Our quarterback, obviously, is Taven Jackson at 6'4", about 185 pounds. Talented kid, got a lot of offers to go places. 
our running back, our one number one back is uh, number 30, the war horse, Carson Steele, that broke the touchdown record at Center Grove, a 22-year record at Center Grove, and a 22-year record of uh, career yards. Our halfback is uh, Dan Weems, an you know, excellent junior halfback who's, uh, who'd start for most everybody else but, but us this year. And our wingback is, uh, is uh, Connor Delp, who plays the slot as well. He's a, very, he's a great track kid. He's got great speed and great hands. And then our split is a little guy out there that no one uh, ever gives respect to. And he, he's three catches away from breaking the school record. We're excited about that. That's Trent Veith. Not Veith, Vyth. Everybody's been calling him Veith, and I just fell into the trap. <laughs> Trent Veith is an excellent young man as well. So real proud of my team and uh, what they've accomplished this year. And hopefully we can string together the drive for five, baby. Coach, wow. Uh, before I uh, ask you about uh, a little more about last year's uh, state championship, first I want to know what's it like to in phone calls uh, every day asking about some of your players from Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson? Well, it's humbling, uh, and, and it's, it's it, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. It's neat when you look down at your phone and you know Nick Saban's calling, or you look right. at your phone and Debo Sweeney's calling, or something like that, but. It's not for me. They're calling for Caden Curry. You know, don't don't <laughs> don't 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 take the bait. Uh, but it's gratifying. You feel like, hey, your work you put into this uh, is paying off, and you you love that it's paying off for these kids. I love to help Indiana. I love to help Central Indiana. You know, I'm a big IU. I played at Indiana University. I want them all to go to IU. So I, you know, I got to be open minded about it. You know, it's the it's the it's the player's choice. But it's fun to see that the rewards of your program, your kids are being rewarded for hard work. And it also sets the tone for everybody else in, in, that's younger. Hey, when you play at Center Grove or you play at Ben Davis or Warren Central or Carmel, these guys are going to come in and give you a chance and give you an opportunity. But we love the fact that now at Center Grove, we're on the map about that. And uh, it, it's great to have the big-time schools come and uh, look at your kids. Yeah, you've got an awesome group of kids, uh, a great team. Um, it's really been one of the most dominant seasons, at least uh, we've seen at Center Grove since that 2015 state championship team. Um, so I want to ask, how did uh, last year's loss to Carmel and the state championship kind of fuel your season this year? Well, you might be the 247th person that's asked you that. And I, <laughs> in the spring and summer, I used to get angry. Now I'm just teasing. Um, you know what? There's a little bit of fuel to it. Uh, but we really haven't used that. We got there with a team that probably shouldn't have got there, and we feel fortunate about that. You know, we always have a saying that none of our opponents have faith. None of our opponents have faces, so we don't know who it was, and we don't even talk about who beat us. We just talk about trying to get back there and winning. Um, I think I really don't take try to draw a lot of motivation on off Carmel beating us as much as. We know the map. We know the ingredients it takes to get to the Lucas Oil on Thanksgiving weekend. How bad do you want it? And that's the, that's the big thing. I put it down. That, like I had a team meeting with our guys today before practice. It's like push the plate to them. It's your season now. The regular season's on the coaches. The playoffs on the kids. It's about how bad you, you – you're going to have to spend six more weeks doing this, five more weeks for sure. You know, but, or you can spend one and feel worse than you've ever felt in your life. I told him today, hey, when you lose, it sucks. But when you lose after being undefeated in the playoffs, that has to feel terrible. So uh, we're going to use that as a motivation more than Carmel beat, beating us last year. But it was a disappointing uh, situation for us last year as we played very poorly, and then we played unbelievable. So uh, we sort of took the unbelievable half 
and rolled that into this year. Really didn't talk about the first half and just talked about all the things we did great in that game in the second half. And heck, I could I really couldn't tell you the score until about two months ago. Someone said it was 2017. I felt like it was 35 to four. You know, I, when you lose, you feel like you got beat by 40 points, no matter what the situation is. Um, so this year you have Columbus North in the first round of sectional. And then obviously you just keep going until you lose. The goal is to win another state title. What do you guys have to do these next couple of weeks to get ready for Columbus North? Well, first off, you got to you got to respect Columbus North because they're a tough football team. Uh, Coach Tim Bless does a great job down there. They're strong and fast and physical. They're always they're always good. They're like a Mick team. Uh, so you know you, you sort of hate that some people have to get to play some teams. We always have to go through Columbus North because uh, you know you, you're just one play away from losing someone that could take you to the next level. But uh, it, we're going to have to play a tough, physical, disciplined game to beat them. They got they have a good record this year. They're seven and two, and they've won a lot of games just like we have. So it's going to be two two teams that are used to winning. And like today, I told my kids, somebody's got to give up. And whoever gives up, you know, eventually will will lose the game. And then if whoever wins that game, then it's probably got to battle, you know, a, a good Columbus East team or, or a Franklin Central team that's getting better every week. And then the third step, then you go back to the Indianapolis Regional, and you got the Warren Central, North Central, Lawrence Central, Lawrence North, and those are four good football teams. And if you you're lucky to win that. Then you got the other side, the West Side semi-state, where you, where you have all the teams, you know, in Brownsburg and uh, Pike and Avon and all those, and Ben Davis and all those teams lurking to take you down. So it's a hard road. But I'm going to tell you, because it's a five-week tournament, the first game of the sectional, I think, is always the hardest. Coach, I want to ask, uh, is it because you've got the bye, you don't play until October 30th? Is it harder to have a bye week, or are there advantages that come with that? Well, there's a lot of advantages. Rest, you know, getting some guys better that might be a little bit dinged up. Uh, but like I explained today to my team, it's not the NFL bye where everybody's going to Costa Rica and, and, you know, and flying out and taking six days off, and then they'll come back next Monday. They get paid to do, play football. You guys don't get paid. We got to stay in shape, and that's, that's always my biggest thing. You know, I'm a track guy. I want my team to be fast and in shape all the time. Uh, so we're going. We we've not had any contact, physical contact, but we've we've done a lot of things physical to keep our feet and our legs and our backs strong uh, for the for the tournament run. We're we're not playing to win one game. We're playing to try to play five games. And I think that's got to be the mindset. If you're just there to win one game and you win that game and everything's great, then the next week you have a collapse because your body's not ready. Uh, we're going to have our bodies ready to play for five more weeks. If we're good enough skill-wise to make plays and we're lucky enough to get some good bounces, we go from there. But uh, the bye week can be a good learning process from that. You get more time to study your opponent, and they get more time to study you. They get to rest and are ready and more ready for you. Uh, honestly, we're going to go to Columbus North, and it's going to be the Super Bowl for them. They get the number one undefeated team in the state rolling down. I know I'd be sharpening my knives and loving that. Uh, so uh, they have nothing to lose. We have everything to lose. And, you know, we got to keep our focus for this 10-day period. Now, we won't – every day I don't, I don't approach every day this week as Columbus North. We're approaching every day as we're getting Center Grove better. Because there's one football team out there we know that can beat us, and that's us. And you can beat yourself by not getting better. Absolutely. Coach, you said it. The goal is to uh, go and win or try and go get five games here. Uh, this group of seniors, uh, they began their football careers as freshmen. They won the sectional, sophomores, won the regional, juniors, won the semi-state. Uh, 
what would it feel like to just climb that ladder, almost fitting, and just go and win a state title this year? Well, it's hard to think about that now with this group, but when you think about it with groups in the past, you know, it's it's not the actual game that you think about. When you win the state, you think about all the ways and all the people that helped you get there and all the – I always think of all the other players that didn't get the chance. It, it just runs through my mind. And sometimes on the drive home after a state championship, you just think about all those boys that watched you win tonight that would love to have that opportunity. I really love the op- – I love the state week, everything about the state, going to the press conference, going downtown to practice, just being with your team on Thanksgiving morning. We have a huge party. <clears throat> we – invite everybody that ever played football to come back and practice and practice, not practice with us, but be at practice. Uh, I love that state week. So I get excited about things like that. When the game comes, I worry about the game. Coach. Hey, uh, thank you so much for all the time that you've given us. Uh, we really appreciate uh, you just taking some time for us and best of luck on your name on October 30th uh, against Columbus North. Now we're hoping it's a happy Halloween. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Uh, for all of our listeners, please, uh, you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Uh, huge thanks to Coach Eric Moore for joining us. Uh, hey, one last thing. Absolutely, Coach. Hey, I appreciate you guys for uh, reaching out to me. I've been told by so many people how great of a job you do. I'm so proud of you for that. You keep the good work up, okay? football strong man hey tune in watch the trojans go for the state drive for five baby go trojans absolutely thank you so much i appreciate that cheering for the trojans the next few weeks as always i'm Andrew Willow with jim freeman and this week eric moore that's sp squared